This food is cold, there is something on my fork, and I didn't like the movie. I would like to see your manager. A traditional white woman greeting. Hey guys, welcome back to Disorganized, the Corona Minds podcast with your host, or, or not host, what are we? Janet with your... <laughs> It's interchangeable. Well, uh, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> with your people, Z, <laughs> Laura, and Eris. I guess I'm the intern. <laughs> You're a people. I just said that. <laughs> You're a Thank you. Um, Upgraded from intern to people. <laughs> Everybody know it's, knows interns are people. <laughs> this week we're going to uh, discuss our favorite and least favorite episodes of season eight of Coming to Minds. <laughs> <laughs> if we can get that far. <laughs> I, okay. Who wants to jump in? I have so. I have a couple of favorites. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't like more episodes, it's just that these were ones that like really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is going to be weird. I really loved episode 10, The Lesson. Um, oh, okay. A, anytime Brad Dorif <laughs> shows up, it's a good time. Yeah. B, it was so weird, mm-hmm. and I loved that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just unusual yeah. and bizarre. And also, really great use of the song Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Just yeah. wanted to throw that out there when the he's making the ballerina dance and all of that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just something about that episode is just, like, stuck with me in my brain. So I really like it. Can I, I interject? You may. That's one that Matthew Gray Googler directs. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. He direct, okay, See, he directs. Maybe he and I are on the same wavelength. <laughs> he directs one other one. Alchemy. And I want to know. You think it's alchemy? No, it says it's alchemy. Uh, what? You cheated. I wanted you to guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> it like says it right on the, the app. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want you to read that. I wanted you to guess. <laughs> Thanks for ruining it. Oh anyway, what are your so other sorry. favorites? I didn't realize <laughs> that you were surprised. Um, I also really liked the very first episode, The Silencer. Yeah. Um, I like Alex Blake. I think this is the, because that was her first episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think this is the first, like, newcomer episode that's like, okay, she's she's cool. I can deal with this. Other, um, they I, jump right in. I and, love her yeah. background. Like, how they introduced her as a new mm-hmm. character, which mm-hmm. was like, she's been an FBI agent for a while, but, like, she got hosed by Aaron Strauss. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a, a great, like, she yeah. finally worked her way back in. Yeah. And I, I love that, like, fantastic. Garcia was, like, distrustful and then later went to her and said, okay, look, I'm really distrustful of newcomers. I'm sorry. Can we yeah. start over? Like, like, I don't like all change. Of the, all of the mandated court or uh, mandated therapy that this uh, team has had to have over the years <laughs> is starting to work. Because they yeah. very empathetic with Spencer this season, too. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Like, they weren't like, hey, go find a bottle of Dilaudid like they did last time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, but I also love like our our, our killer this time, mm-hmm. and they I, I, okay. You know what? Like, stop abusing children. That is yeah. going to be my mm-hmm. whole thing. Like, yeah. he, this is one of those. No, he should not be murdering people, but he is kind of one of those. Do we say sympathetic murderers? Yeah. Where you're like, I completely understand what is going on and why, what it happened to you that drove you to this. Yeah. And that sucks for you. And I am sorry. The <laughs> Will Graham in me, the person who can empathize with sociopaths, is just sort of like, it's a little justified. It's just like, it's like a, you can have a little justified homicide. Like, you know, like you deserve it. Like the whole thing, like 
his mom was abusive. Plus, mm-hmm. they forced him to have a cochlear implant, what? and like it was malfunctioning, and like experimental. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he was like fucked way over. fucked up. He, yeah, nothing went right for this guy, and so and I think am I remembering correctly that Rossi even was like, you know what, I kind of get it or something like at the end. Like, yeah. I think they kind of all were there, and yeah. even like and even Blake was just sort of like. No one deserves to not have a kind word or something like that. Yeah, I think I used yeah. a little negative and she didn't. Yeah, but yeah he like never she's heard like, anything nice about him. Right, and so never heard a kind word. Yeah, and no, so like so she's talking was... to him and, and sign, and it's like the yes. first time someone actually tried to communicate. Yeah. Like, so I, I love that, and and then the final two episodes, which I guess are just one episode. I also liked our our yeah. final mm-hmm. arc. So like, that so for me, good. it was like. Season started out really good, mm-hmm. had some good stuff in the middle, was another favorite, and then at the end was a, mm-hmm. another favorite, so yeah. it's kind of like bookends for me. Yeah. I I also really like The Silencer. That was probably one of my top ones. I also really, I really dug uh, Through the Looking Glass for whatever reason. Like, that one kind of like really stood out for me of just yeah. like, I think it's the, it's the... <laughs> It might be the librarian of me of like the picture pricker family and they're like they're actually not perfect. Like, yeah, I know that. I know what their reading habits are. They're clearly not perfect. Um so anyway, I don't know. It was just like like teehee, I already knew this one. I so that's episode three, because I I wrote it on here that like Hotch and his girlfriend agreed to do long distance in that episode, and then it doesn't come back into play really until the final episode. Like that's a long stretch of time that we don't hear from Beth. But apparently it's working out. Yeah, Beth (laughs) had a lot of screen time in her first season. Yeah. And then in this season, I think they had so much shit on Spencer that they didn't have a lot of time Mm. for other... Only one relationship is in the spotlight at any given time. Yeah. Only allowed one relationship. That is true. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm not going to get into Spencer yet. Okay. Um, (laughs) Unfortunately, I think my least favorite episode was The Lesson. Really? I will say I thought it was well directed. I just thought the script was shit. (laughs) I I was like... No, what? <laughs> I just, there was so much about this one that I was like, I feel like it's broken some way fundamentally and, and poor, like poor Spencer did the best he could <laughs> with this script. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it's... like Alchemy though, his other one, but I think mostly I like, I liked Pay It Forward as well. Pay now most of these forward. are, that's the time capsule one. Mm-hmm. Um, now most of these are like, I, again, I think I like a lot of these because of the murder plot and like how they relate to the quote unquote villain mm-hmm. that's tends to be where my favorites get picked up the the double feature episode at the very end was pretty good mm. i feel like what the hell is number six um number six oh. is the oh, apprentice oh, no, numbers. Oh, yeah, oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about episode six. No, I was no, like no, the no. Episode shit. 22, number, number six. six. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was. Because he was the sixth victim. Yeah, and I was like, they... I, I couldn't even remember. It was like completely forgettable for me for whatever reason. Uh, okay. Mm, you want to know this, an episode that I like, and not sure that I liked, but I found at least interesting hmm. was episode mm-hmm. 17, The Gathering, about the guy who's writing his murder fantasy so he oh, won't commit mm-hmm. murder. And then yeah. his creative writing guy was like, oh, I'm going to steal these and commit murders based on this. And he got really angry and then he murdered him. Yeah. Like, like that, I don't know. Maybe you just like people who are just really messed up in the head. And <laughs> maybe, this is a maybe podcast why. about criminal minds. <laughs> right, right. So like, like this... some of those are, are, are the episodes that really stick with me are mm. the ones that are just like really, because like you get just the normal murderers. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. But mm. like the ones that are just like really weird, I think that's the ones that really yeah. stick with me later. 
I enjoyed that one too. Like I remember that one. And I, re I remember sitting there thinking, is this secretly, did the guy who write, or did the person who write this episode have an issue with like a TA in college stealing one of his works? <laughs> and this is just like him working through it or something like that. Like, well, and there's also hints doesn't in have there. to be, but Online it's like, you role know. Online roleplay forum. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, stole that's it. my idea. <laughs> <laughs> the original character, do not steal. That's my Sonic OC. <laughs> there's also a lot of like echoes in there. Yes, they were tying it directly to Maeve in that episode when yeah. the guy kills himself in the end. And he's like, yeah. God, why do they always kill themselves? But it also goes back to something in like the first or second season. Maybe not that far back. The one where it's the boy who's like thinks he's he he mm -hmm. like really wants to commit murder, but yeah. he really doesn't want to. And Reed is like, "We can help you. Let me help mm -hmm. you." Yes. And then he's still like, because he kills himself in the end too. Yeah, it's like they're always killing themselves around Reed, and yeah. like so th that's that's a thing. Like he's trying to help the ones who can be helped, and they are not having it. And right. you know, he's but, like it's. Reed is kind of falling into that thing that a lot of like younger people do. And I say younger in that kind of like air quotes because it's actually more like, I feel at some point you hit where you're like, it's not, I can't, I, I can't help anymore. But like when you're in your 20s, you're like, maybe I can. Mm -hmm. I just need to find the right phrase, the right set of words, and I can mm -hmm. change this mm -hmm. person. Yeah. He keeps trying different strategies mm -hmm. of like what if I lied to them and tell them it's going to be okay what if I don't lie to them and tell mm -hmm. them it's like I actually have no idea what if I just give them statistics what if I just give them emotional comfort what if they don't need fat he's tried everything and so mm -hmm. far nothing has stopped it yeah and I think I mean obviously you get I don't know if it's the real answer it's the answer that a lot of people I think come to in the I don't know to me it's hit my 30s for sure where I was like <laughs> There is literally nothing I can say that can change another person. The only person I can change is myself. Right. <laughs> and like Reed is still figuring that out. And I think that's like... <laughs> He's growing oh. up. <laughs> right. But that's something a lot of people, especially a lot of empathetic people go through. And I just, I find that fascinating how well they're doing that with Reed. Mm -hmm. Reed's just my special little... He's my special little boy. <laughs> and no one's allowed to hurt him. And, and Except for the writers. Except for <laughs> Jeff Davis. I know you're not involved with this project anymore, but I'm blaming you personally. <laughs> you fucked up Teen Wolf. You fucking up Reed. <laughs> this is this is the, the Star Trek equivalent of O'Brien must suffer. Yes. Like, that, that's Reed what... No. I totally put that in my notes at the end of the... Of my <laughs> Reed is the O'Brien of Criminal Minds. Right. I will reach in through the television screen into the past and protect that character. <laughs> I thought this season had a, a lot of like consistently good episodes, mm -hmm. but I didn't, there weren't like a whole lot of great episodes. I really liked The Apprenticeship. Matthew Lillard, like love, <laughs> yeah. love, love. Also, that w I was thinking about while I was watching that about how you said it's really interesting how like these high, like really popular actors are willing to play pedophiles. Uh -huh. like, <laughs> Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm um, like, go big or go home, I guess. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right. Um, Zugs Wang, I feel like, is a really good one. All right. <laughs> Listen. I have not, here, no, it's okay. It's okay. The ep, the, honestly, the episode's really good. I just have an issue with the fridging. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I rate it just kind of on, like, general vibes. Like, yeah. But, yeah, like, the fridging is, is 100% not great. I do feel like it's... Not okay, but it wasn't her first episode. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they introduced her and then they were, mm -hmm. like, immediately killed her. Like, she had had, like, one or two episodes before that really briefly. Yeah. That's still um, fridging. 
Yeah. They introduced her because you knew she was going to die later. I mean... No one's allowed yeah. to be happy on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. I also like carbon like copy. I like the, the just, juxtaposition of, like, you think that it's the, the killer in Zugs Wayne who mm-hmm. called him and said mm-hmm. it, but then you find out later it was the replicator. So, like, I, I, I like I like that little piece of... What do you yeah. call that when it's, like, a reversal later? Red herring? No, no, no. It's, it, is, it is like a... It's, yeah. It's not it's, exactly a, red herring. There's a term, but it's another twist. I, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but anyways, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I also really liked Carbon Copy. I gave that one oh, four stars. Shoot. I didn't what give was that one. That one is the the team thinks they've narrowed in on the serial killer who has been copycatting their closed cases. Yes, yes. Who they've dubbed the replicator, but once they close in on the unsub of their Philly case, they realize he might have a partner. Rossi the has the best one. quote yeah, in that one. Yeah. Where he sees that, <laughs> hey, where what's he sees what's he, with you? Do you need a hug or something? Beautiful. I and I think he should have just given him a hug at that moment. Yeah. Like, that would have been great. <laughs> um, I really liked that one. I, I didn't give anything That's the more... one with the nurses, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. give any episode more than four stars hmm. um, this season. Most of them. I didn't, but I also didn't give any two stars or below. Uh, and then Replicator, I gave four stars mm-hmm. too. Let's go to our commercial. Commercial. <laughs> yeah. Commercial. <laughs> it's Replaining with Laura. Hi! Did you know that only 55% of people get goosebumps from listening to music? So according to a study from the University of Southern California, people who experience these tingles may have structural differences in their brain, specifically more fibers connecting their auditory cortex and areas associated with their emotional processing, meaning that the two areas can communicate better. And that was Reed's Plating with me. Woo! Uh, if you enjoy the show, you might also enjoy our other shows on PartyApocalypse.com as The Myth Turns, The Fourth Wall, and Friendables in their entirety. You can also stream new episodes of Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna Kenzie and producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. Yum, yum. And The Holodeck is Broken, also with producer Mac Boyle. Hey, Mac Boyle. <laughs> Back to the episode. We kind of all had different favorites. We yeah. did. That's interesting. That doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. Usually we are kind of pretty, other than yeah. last season, which I seemed to like more than you guys did, it usually seems like we're pretty in line. Mm-hmm. Like I, the silencer was fine. I, it wasn't one of my favorites. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I do in the silencer, the unsub, the actor who plays the unsub is really deaf. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And nice. um, he he won an award or two at the Sundance Festival for his work on Coda, which was, I think, a t- oh, 2021 yeah. release. Mm. So, yeah, he um, gave his speech in sign language. And nice. So. What did you guys think of the season overall? I actually, as much as I'm kind of like, there's, okay, I'm about to nitpick mm-hmm. probably in the next episode, but like, um, of our podcast, but... Overall, I really liked this season. And in fact, like, I really liked Blake. I was mm-hmm. not expecting to, like, I was, I Emily wasn't there. And I was like, my girl isn't here. It opens up. Go a little bit Garcia, right? You're like, I don't know about this new yeah, girl. Yeah, a new brunette is, like, trying to take her place. And she's, like, all, like, she's already buddy-buddy with Reed. She's a linguistics person. And I'm like, mm, listen. But I was like, but I fucking liked her. Mm-hmm. She was so good. And, I, and again, like I mentioned before, I really like how they introduced her. I thought that was a good way to tie in a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that she liked Reed and that they bonded and it, she wasn't put off by his quirks. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh no, let's lean into this. Yeah. And in fact, she actually gives me the vibe that when she was younger, she was a bit of a reader mm-hmm. herself. For sure. And like, basically, she has learned more social blending. Yeah. Like, in, in her age now. I totally think she's autistic. 
She had, at the very least, some type of, like, real mellow ADHD, because, like, she hyper-focuses, like, crazy. Yes. Um, Um, Yeah. She's a linguistics professor who works for the FBI. (laughs) That's some crazy overlap. Yeah. That's, that is some, that's pure, I don't produce enough dopamine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is somebody with some type of issue. The weirder the hobby, the more serotonin. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she's the first one to call Reed out later on his little payphone romance. Mm, Yes. Like, what's going on She's like, hi, that's not normal, and I know that, because I read many books. (laughs) And and also, you don't know one uses payphones, right? Right. Like, that's also not normal. Hi, what's happening? But she also does it from like from a she does it from a place of love though. Like Morgan's a little bit like weird. Why do you do this? Right. Like like Derek Morgan does a little bit of like I want to weasel in because like I want to know about you, but also like it's not insidious, but it's a little bit like, haha, you got a girl. I didn't think you were had it in you. Right. You know, kind of thing. And I did she- not take it like that at all. And every time, <laughs> listen, you come for, you guys, both of y'all, both of y'all be coming for Derek Morgan. And he has shown some growth. We're halfway he has, through. He has. Because he sucks. <laughs> Okay, I will, I, he has shown a lot of growth. He's way better with Reed than he than he was in the first. He still sucks. <laughs> you don't even watch the show. Occasionally, I check in. <laughs> but, but yeah, he's, but he's no Pulaski. Morgan <laughs> is still kind of wrapped up in street cred, and I think that's where I'm like, listen, you got to know when to give street cred a break. Mm. He kind of did this. He season. did. We didn't he even really talk about did. that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like he like he's he is getting a lot. I will admit, he's getting so much better. Like, in fact, there were several moments. Again, I'm just gonna say on my little ship, it's Morgan and Garcia, mm-hmm. and there was many moments where I was like, "Listen, he's going. He's just like getting out peach cobbler for me." And Garcia's like my future mother-in-law. Like they're making. Ju- and I'm like, I get their friendship. I really do. But I'm just saying, maybe they could make it work. Not right now. I think there's a little bit more growth needed. They're gonna. They're. It's like two years. Two years they can start dating. That's that's when they're gonna be ready. I mean, because there's that moment where he tells his past to a TV audience. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah. I'm not convinced he didn't do it just so that guy would die in prison. Yeah, no, 100 he did. Oh, he's 100%. like, you know what? I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unbear my trauma so they will murder you. you know, that was like, isn't that your legal is name? It, yeah, your government, government name? name? Your government name? He's yeah. like, no, nah, I don't know. I like that kid. Um, <laughs> isn't he a Gemini? Uh, Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Oh, I thought so, you were talking okay. about the- no, 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 Carl Buford? I don't know. Fuck Carl Buford. I didn't do That bastard dead. He's probably a Taurus. Like, I'm just kidding. Listen, I read that whole moment of Morgan. So this is the thing I've noticed I've done is that, hey, impulsivity is also an issue. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Maybe he has ADHD. I don't know. Anyway, everyone's neurodivergent on this plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think... Because the way he looks out the window on the plane ride back home after he hears that Carl Buford had been murdered in prison, he has this, like, haunted look mm-hmm. as opposed to a huh, kind mm-hmm. of look. And I think that when he was on the the press conference where he revealed his past, I think he was doing that because he almost completely forgot about the Carl Buford thing. I think he was talking more to the other victims of, like, we can make it through. I survived. Fuck you, I survived. You know? And they're like, I'm not going to let this hold me back anymore. Yeah, but he And they kind of forgot. <laughs> and then when he hears about it, he was like, shh. 
I should have put those two and two together so much faster than I did. I'm proud of myself for standing up in the growth. But at the same time, that bastard's dead and I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know. I hundred percent he think murdered. he did it so he would get murdered, not caring so much about like what's gonna come back on him. Like I think he did care about the other victims yes. and he was speaking yeah. to them, but he knew what he was doing. Yeah. He, he just didn't, seemed he didn't so have... conflicted with the whole like I caused that man to get stabbed, but I'm also kinda not angry about it. But he didn't have to name drop Carl Buford. He didn't have to. And he straight up did. I think yeah. I think like I I think he knew the risk. Mm-hmm. I don't think he expected it to happen so quickly. And I think maybe that's what I it think is. that's what his shock is. Is he like might be, that it was he so might be sitting with himself for a second. Like, like oh, I, I really just did that. Just did that. Yeah. Like, oh, that man really did die. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Yeah, I think it, it, it was like he didn't realize it would happen that quickly. I think somewhere mm-hmm. he knew. But he kind of like he wasn't was, concentrating. He, on he was willing. In, yeah, he was prison. willing oh, to yeah. to to let it be known what he was. Yeah, like, yeah. He's like, what? It, something like you know, what do you think your brothers would think about when they find yeah. out like, why you're in here? Yeah, like, yeah. But it's yeah. also not the first time that Derek Morgan's made a threat. Oh, absolutely. That he seemed like he probably <laughs> wouldn't follow through on. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, is he growth, just doing- baby, growth. <laughs> <laughs> He's following through now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing all yeah, Gemini's anyway. learn. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just, I'm just I'm bringing it up because the nuances of his character. And mm-hmm. like, sometimes people do shit and they're not thinking it through. And they go like, yeah, I knew that was a possibility. I didn't think it happened that fast, but all right. <laughs> yeah. But... I think you're, I think you're right, Z. Like, this episode was, or the season was pretty even for mm-hmm. me. There's mm-hmm. a lot of seasons where it's like, oh my god, here's some awful episodes. Mm-hmm. And then here's some great episodes. This one, it, it does feel like they're all kind of on the mm-hmm. same level. Yeah. So there's some episodes that I didn't like as much as others, but there was nothing that I was like, oh my god, this is awful. I hate mm-hmm. this. Um, so it's very interesting. Like, I, it almost feels like they're, they're, Equalizing. They had some good writing or something going on to where, like, even the stuff that wasn't so great was still kind of even keeled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there were enough character moments. And there's episodes that I feel like I like, but because not because of the murder or whatever mm-hmm. crime they're trying to solve. It's like because of all the other stuff going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was enough of that throughout peppered throughout the season. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not even sure I had any that I was just like, oh, I really hated that that episode. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't have any that I was like, that when it came on, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to sit through this one. I mean, there were a few that like I kind of tuned out of just because mm. I'd seen them so many times, uh, but like, yeah. or like it was a little predictable. Yeah, like I probably would not watch uh, Magnum Opus again. Magnum Which one was That's that? the art with blood. Yeah, oh, thing. yeah, but it, it wasn't was bad. Fine, it wasn't yeah, bad. It, it was just sort of like stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like eh. my favorite part about that episode is there's a, there's a couple of them, but like specifically, Anderson brings Reed files. Yeah, and I just I love the idea of Anderson showing up to his house and being like, "You, you okay, Reed?" Yeah. <laughs> because I I love Anderson. Like I no. have this whole I have this whole Takes head closed door. <laughs> I have this whole head cannon that like Anderson like totally asks Reed to show him his magic tricks and shit. Like, I, yeah. think, I think Anderson's in good with everybody. He's just not, like, a, a part of the team. Yeah, every you know? time the cameras come around, for because obviously this is now, like, The Office, and right. it's just, like, a documentary. Like, yeah. yeah, you, how they actually work behind the scenes, <laughs> you know? We need more funding. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be in front of the camera, but I'll be in the break room. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, hey, I made, I made coffee for everybody. I brought donuts. <laughs> 
There was, like, the episode, like, so I, I guess case in point, like, the episode 15, Broken, it's kind of like your average story about this gay guy who can't handle yeah. the fact that he's gay and he's feeling all this pressure. It turns out he went to conversion therapy. Yeah, which and, made me feel one hell of a way, let me tell you. Right? <laughs> you tell <laughs> me! <laughs> but, like, there's this I was moment. a constant threat of being sent to conversion camp. Like, that was a thing that was hung over my head. Was you, conversion you, you therapy. <laughs> conversion therapy. That was in conversion yeah. therapy for seven months. You went to like a mental institution. Yeah, mom is insane. But I like the fact that like JJ and Blake were teamed up this season, that mm-hmm. episode, and they they go in there and they're asking questions and they're like, "This isn't exactly what they said," but I, you know, they looked at each other and went, "Let's burn this place to the fucking mm-hmm. ground." Yeah. And then there's that part at the end where they're like doing the raid and they're arresting everyone. I was like, if they could have lit that camp on fire and made mm-hmm. it explode, those two would be walking in slow motion yep. away yeah. from the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Sunglasses they, on. They enjoyed <laughs> that lethal. shit. Yeah. Like, when yes. they were putting handcuffs on those guys, he was just, they were like, yes, motherfucker. Yeah, no, no, no. They, oh, they enjoyed God. that, and I liked watching those two together. Yeah. That was fun. I was not a fan of Broken. Like, the rest of it, not so much. That was it, the moment I liked. It was another episode about a gay yes. person who doesn't want to be gay, and so now they're killing people. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, Criminal Minds isn't as bad, and in a lot of ways did relatively well on certain sensitive topics yeah. compared to other shows at the time, mm-hmm. but they do have some lazy writing mm-hmm. with stereotypes sometimes. Like, this was with... better than, yeah, you're right. This is better than, like, other shows would have handled. Mm-hmm. Like, what oh, year yeah. was this? The... 2013. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 2012, 2013. Yeah, no, the fact that they were instantly like, oh, yeah, conversion therapy, bad. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, that's a good yeah. stance. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I but will they say, did like, say... by 2013, a lot of people that was the, because, like, when I was in high school, conversion therapy was like, oh, but that's the good thing. Because mm-hmm. I went to high school in like 2001 because I'm old. This anyway. episode came out a year and a half after I got out of conver- conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah no, for um, sure. So, and my, my, my conversion therapy was done very shady. It was done through oh. the therapist and not through the, like the um, hospital. Like um. it wasn't, it wasn't a, a thing that the hospital officially offered. It was a thing that my therapist offered under yeah. the table. Obviously. Um, oh, so yeah. much like the lady, yeah. the, the yeah, uh, sex therapist mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's how conversion camp worked. Mm-hmm. It was never actually medically condoned. It mm-hmm. was always like a Bible camp that they then tortured you at, but mm-hmm. you had the parent- parental consent. So, yeah, I the one thing about that episode that I really didn't like was that at one point they're having a conversation um, while they're kind of like developing the profile a little bit. And they're talking about the severity of the camp and stuff. And they're like, but like, oh, you know, a, a religion really wouldn't want to hurt kids like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like and I was like, I was like, literally, have you ever opened a history book yeah. <laughs> like, like, ever in your life? Guess who invented the Crusades? <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. I mean, like religion, half of the religions in the world seem to be exclusively about torturing kids. <laughs> they really don't like people who aren't like them. Yeah. <laughs> we need to stop doing it until we can figure out what's going on. <laughs> They're the ones who say you shouldn't abuse kids, except we abuse kids. Let us abuse the kids. You're only you allowed to abuse the kids. kids the way that we tell you yes, that you can abuse kids. Mm-hmm. If you go off book, that's wrong. But yeah. if you, right. you know. Which is, which is why our current state legislature is upset over the fact that the Bible says that, you know, spare the, or spare the rod, spoil the child shit. Uh, they're mad that we can't, or they want to, some people want to ban corporal punishment in schools for, uh, 
students who have disabilities. And some people are mad and they don't want to ban mm-hmm. corporal punishment mm-hmm. because they think that's taking away biblical options for beating your children. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can't even agree that hitting kids with disabilities is bad. That's because uh, <laughs> of all the first world countries, America is the worst when it comes to children's rights. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, it's the the UN is just awful. like there are no rights for children. Uh, you're you can hit your child, you can physically abuse your child to a certain point until it looks bad, and then most don't countries don't allow that. Most <laughs> countries are like, hey, maybe you shouldn't abuse kids like at all. Maybe you just shouldn't hit them. And we can They're tie pe- that back to criminal minds because, because stop hitting your right, children. Right. You're turning them into serial killers. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it, we have the same exact rule about beating children as we used to about beating your wife. Mm-hmm. That's your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Except now it's your a child who uh, someone who absolutely cannot stick up for themselves. Kids are not property. Yeah. Well, in America they are. Yeah. So tune back in next <laughs> in, two, in two weeks uh, to hear our part two of season eight of Criminal Minds. Listen, I'm about to go on a soapbox so big. Let's see how sharp God's chains are after I break them. C.J. Miles. <laughs>